This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming out tonight. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. Uh. I'm Seth Peterson. Hi, I'm Debbie Hedren. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Doris Roberts. This is Jessalyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webb. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast-to-coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us from Animal Alternatives out of Tampa Bay, Florida is... Dr. Ann Lampreau. Here to answer your medical questions, your behavior questions, and if you have those holistic questions, pick up the phone and give us a call at 844-305-7800. When you call into that number, you'll speak with Darian, and he'll put you on the air with us. That's 844-305-7800. The show is produced here at the farm by... Kayla Cavanaugh. Thank you, Kayla. And join our social family. You can watch us right now on Facebook Live at Talkin' Pets Radio. This is Talking Pets. You can't always wait for the perfect wave. Sometimes you gotta ride the wave you got. Sometimes stuff don't go your way, and sometimes that can happen a lot. Yeah, one cat's bucket is empty He ain't got nothing to show Another cat flips it upside down And makes himself a bongo Yeah, he makes himself a bongo Yeah, he makes himself a bongo You can wait around for those clouds to par And count that day as a loss Carol Kaufman is the author of 97 Ways to Make a Cat Like You and co-author of the best-selling phototicular uh, books called Safari, Ocean, and Polar. A freelance writer and editor, her work for National Geographic and other publications has taken her to all corners of the globe, from the Pacific Ocean's floor to the top of the Atlas Mountains. In addition to National Geographic, her writing has appeared in New York Times, Draft Column, Reader's Digest, where she was the National Affairs Reporter, the Washington Post, George, and in the anthology, A Woman's Europe. She is also the author of the ebook Mama Tricks. She lives in Alexandria, Virginia, and right now is joining us here on our program, Talking Pets. Hi, Carol. Hey, John. How are you? We're doing great. How are you doing? Uh, we're a little hot up here in Alexandria. Oh, uh, well, come on down to the uh, south where it's burning hot. So... I get it. Don't take me down that. Don't take me down that road of climate change, Carol. We'll be here for a while. Yeah, we you. will. <laughs> hey, I want to. I want to introduce you in the studio here, Doctor Ann, and also okay. uh, Kayla. Hello. Okay. Hello. And then, of How course, all of all? America. Uh-huh. We're all doing good. 
Now, yeah, I want to I want to talk, Carol, about your book. Um, of course, you've had other things out, and you know, I've got to ask. I, I was just curious when I was reading your bio before you came on air. Um, Mama Tricks, what is that? <laughs> that is an ebook that I put put together when my kids were really young. They were about mm, three and one and a half. Uh, I wanted to see if I could write an ebook for one thing. I wanted to see if I could publish it myself, and it's. Um, it's the way to mentally wrap your head around motherhood, especially when your kids are young. You know, you go from being a, a single person to um, a wife, you know, a, a spouse, and then all of a sudden, bam, you're a mother. And it's just, it really rocks, rocks your world. So there are essays about how you make that shift. That's great, actually. I know several people that could use that book. <laughs> <laughs> it is tough. Great. I would imagine going... You know, going from a single mom to actually having children. Yeah, I know. Um, I've got several nieces, and for them, that was rough in the first time. So, uh, yeah, it's a very important book to put out there. So, the title is a little different than what I thought the the you know content was, but uh, yeah, definitely, I see that. Yeah, it's all about hey, wanna, wrapping your head around motherhood. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to ask you about your book, Ninety Seven Ways to Make a Cat Like You. This is out in bookstores now and mm-hmm. online. Uh, wherever books are sold, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Your independent bookstore, you got it. I got to ask you about the photography in the book. Now, did someone do this photography, or was this canned? A lot, of, a lot of different people did it. Uh, Workman was actually in charge of that, except for the two little kitties on the back page. They were my own, and Not I spent um, I don't know about you know three days with them in a locked room trying to take a decent picture of them <laughs> with a white background and you know all kinds of treats in front of them and oh. Finally, we got, finally, the photo editor at Workman said, okay, I think these two will work (laughs) after about a thousand different shots. So Lily and Abby, the cat. Mm Mm-hmm. Abby cat. Yep. She's right here with me on the bed. Looking very um, uninterested in what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, And Lily is now about 20 years old. So she's Mm. downstairs taking a nap. That's your daughter's name. It is. Lily and Lily is my daughter's name. I had a cat that almost made it to 21. But oh, yeah, that's oh excellent. Goodness. Yay, wow. Lily. Yay, Lily. Go to 21. Yeah, go, go. I know. Yeah. Go, Lily. She can still jump on the kitchen counter. So you know, she's, she's, <laughs> she takes a lot of naps, but she's, she's in good shape. Actually, Kayla's cat was called Lily as well. Yeah, but she yeah. also liked to jump on counters and get in trouble. So yeah, yeah. She wasn't the most obedient cat. <laughs> But I want to ask you about the book and get into that. But um, I also want to ask you a question, too, because you seem to know a lot about cats. Um, I've had cats for years. I mean, my uh, my Rainy, which there's a I don't know if you're watching us on Facebook Live, but there's artwork by Becca Vision uh, over my shoulder here. And that's actually Rainy, my favorite oh. cat. She lived to be 19. Aww. And um, I Aww. loved her. Loved her more than life life itself. I mean, she was like my best friend. I mean, she yeah. was like a dog and like a person all combined in one. And um, so yeah. I had her for 19 years. I had her brother for 17 and a half. And then now I've got two adoptees. I've got winter and summer. One's three, one's five. And then uh, I did have a little kitten. And I promise not to cry this time. But because uh, I broke down on uh-huh. the air a couple of weeks ago. But uh, uh, I had Misty, which uh, she was found. And she was only about four weeks uh-huh. old. And uh, she did not survive. I had her for a couple weeks, and uh, she passed. And um, it was very difficult. Oh, I fell in so love with sorry. her in a matter of, like, 10 days. But I don't know. Have you heard this, too, that it just seems like found kittens, when they're not with their mothers, have a very hard time surviving? Mm-hmm. So, Anne, have you seen oh, that? Oh, sure. ab- 
absolutely. If they don't get the colostrum, especially from the mother, there's antibodies in that colostrum that's really important for their intestinal tract immune health. And if they don't get that, then it's failure to thrive very often. They just don't have good immune systems. It was very bizarre, too, because Misty went from running around the room to comatose. Yeah. Oh. And I had her at uh, urgent care three times. And uh, thank God for uh, Dr. Katie, who we love very much. Um, She did everything she could for her every time. But at the last time, it just didn't work. And... um, you know, and, and I, I always talk to people on my show, you know when it's right if you want to get another one. And I, I was satisfied with the two. I mean, I brought in Misty because she needed a home. It didn't work out. But then I went to go get my hair cut the other day. And a friend of mine who cuts my hair, uh, Nicole, said she her son has three little foster kittens that need homes. And she showed me the pictures and one just, and I, I only, personally speaking, I only adopt female kit, female cats. Um, I have trouble with males. I don't know what it is, but for some reason we don't get along. <laughs> and um, but so I, I adopt. I'm I'm adopting the little girl, and it just so happens to look very similar to Misty. But I think her name is going to be Shadow, and she's four months, so she's a lot older than Misty was. So, um, hopefully this one goes well because then I got to go through the whole introductions and so on and so forth. But when we come back right, out of the break, right. Carol. I want to get into 97 Ways to Make a Cat Like You. This is a great book. I love it. It's a pocketbook that you could take on the plane, on the train, in the automobile. (laughs) And it's a great book and very inspirational. So when we come back, we're going to talk about that with Carol Kaufman, of course, the author of 97 Ways to Make a Cat Like You. If you'd like a copy, we'll give one away during the break. So call right now at 844-305-7800, 844-305-7800. And the book is yours. This is Talking Pets. She's a purebred, orange and white, Brittany. But when we adopted April, she started scratching like crazy. I said, what you put into a dog is what you get out. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. So we added a huge scoop of Dynavite in her bowl. She looked it clean. She loved it. Her coat is now soft. It's silky. Dynavite is nutrition. You get some Dynavite. How happy your dog will be. A Dynavite. She's little Miss Hollywood. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. President and CEO of the Humane Society of the United States, coyotes have been seen in the D.C. area for many years, often right under our noses, venturing out in public places. This is actually not all that unusual or surprising to the Humane Society of the United States. They are a part of this city as much as any other native wildlife and important to our urban ecosystems. If you are walking on the mall or anywhere else and you see a coyote, you should not act intimidated and shrink away. Over time, they can learn from that and become more bold. The best course of action is to make yourself as big and loud as possible by clapping your hands and waving your arms. 
Keep walking where you are headed. They will move along and learn that this is your space. For these and more stories and to join our social family, visit TalkinPets.com. Reporting, I'm Dr. Ann Lamprew. And again, you're listening to Talking Pets, and uh, that story that you did, Dr. Ann, of course, coyotes, you really need to be careful if you have outdoor cats. <laughs> and so, little dogs. That too. So be careful of your pets. And there are coyotes now um, throughout the entire country. It's not like it used to be where they were just in certain areas of the country, and now they're pretty much all over. So again, we're speaking with uh, Carol Kaufman. She is the author of 97 Ways to Make a Cat Like You. What made you actually create this book, Carol? Well, I'm a I'm a lifelong crazy cat person, for one thing. Me too. Um and the wonderful the wonderful people at Workman, uh we were batting around ideas of you know what to write about next, you know, what science topics were hot and things like that. And Susie Bollison, who's the uh, top editor there, said to me, Are you a cat person? <laughs> I just started to laugh. <laughs> and you know, for up until now, I've always sort of kept that fact to myself. Um, but, you know, once I started writing this book, I realized I couldn't really keep that a secret any longer. <laughs> the secret is out. Yeah. Especially, well, especially the now. the fun I've ever had on the sun. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But you that's know, okay. I'm, that's okay. You have 97 ways to make a cat like you. Number three in here is the head butt. And I, I do have to bring that up because I've never had that happen mm-hmm. with my cats, other than Misty, the little kitten that passed. She used to love to mm-hmm. run up my chest, and she would bump me with her head all the time. Oh, well, she she was trying to get her scent on you. It's a way that they can show affection. So that's a wonderful compliment. You could also headbutt your cat as a way to show them affection. I actually did do that with Winter, uh, my one my white cat, mm-hmm. my pure white cat, and um, so I actually oh. tried that with her. And um, she'll, they'll do it like they'll do it back once in a while, but it was a big thing for Misty. She loved the bump heads. It was just like her thing. Yeah. So well, remember, cats are individuals. They're as individual as people. So some cats like it, some cats don't. I got to ask you about number four: uh, eye kisses. Now, I had heard that if your cat blinks at you, that's an affectionate way. Is that true? Yeah. Uh, yes. That's that is what most re- uh, feline researchers and veterinarians will tell you that that is a sign of trust. And if you think about a cat in the wild, uh, where they are hunters or their prey, if a cat closes its eyes in front of another creature, they must trust them an awful lot, right? And so you, as a human, you look really big to them. You're a predator, essentially. So if they close their eyes in front of you, that's the ultimate sign of trust. That's true. That's very true. I like the twinkling stars uh, when you're simulating lightning yeah. bugs with with lights on the floor because yeah they love it they go what what is that what is that 
I like to do that in the exam room uh, too with my with my otoscope light. You know, I have little cats play with it, trying to get them used to me. So give us your uh, attempt. Also, on, give us your give us your um, idea on number eleven, the purr as well. Is that that's a compliment too, right? Um, the purr is such, and I love Doctor Anna to weigh in on this too. That is, it's such a complex sound that the cat makes, and it can mean lots of different things. You know, sometimes. It means I'm I'm content. I'm just being a cat here. Sometimes it means I need something. Um, I have even heard from researchers that uh, a lot of cats purr when they're getting ready to die. You know, it can mean it's this it's this noise a cat makes, and you have to kind of pay attention to your individual cat to figure out what their purr is all about. I think it helps them. It helps give them an endorphin release because mm-hmm. I have seen that some very ill cats that are on death's door just purring away and it's it's very mm. curious but i think it's a way for them to re- help release a, a certain vibratory pattern that initiates a endorphin release for them and and it does for us too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know I my cat I... lily when we would go ahead <laughs> go ahead no go ahead uh, my cat lily when i would the 20 year old when i would take her to the vet uh when she was younger she'd immediately start purring and she was she's kind of a shy cat and so i always interpreted that as you know i'm just trying to calm down and in this foreign space and i'm trying to calm down so i'm self-soothing right now <laughs> you know it's um a number 13 salon time i have to i have to chuckle at that that cat in that picture because it, I know. The, the hair is almost like a nightmare <laughs> you know it's not a great cat <laughs> <laughs> that's hairball hell it just looks <laughs> Yeah, like grumpy and, you know, I need help and please deal with me now, but don't dare touch me. Right. Number 15, why the backside when a cat turns around and gives you its back? Oh, I love when my cats do this to me because, I mean, that is the ultimate sign of trust, right? You're the you're the big person. And if they are so comfortable that they're going to turn their back on you and they trust you that much, I mean, you've, you've completely won them over. Um, my cat, Abby, who's sitting here with me right now, every night she pops up on the bed when I get in bed to go to sleep and we do our little petting session and then she turns around and faces the door uh like the threats are coming through the door not my mom's not a threat she's my she's you know she's my safe place I love Carol, can, I that can you stay with us a little bit longer um I'm liking the uh the talk between you and Dr. Ann sure. with the uh with you know the conversations going there so it's uh, pretty good I'm learning stuff myself between the two of you so uh don't go away. We'll speak Yay. with Carol Kaufman a little bit longer. And uh, the book is called 97 Ways to Make a Cat Like You. Give us a call at 844-305-7800 if you have a question or a comment. But we're going to give away two books. So the next two calls that come in to Darian, our producer, um, the book is yours. Compliments of Carol Kaufman and Workman Publishing. Again, 97 Ways to Make a Cat Like You. If you want to watch us on Facebook Live, you could do so at Talkin' Pets Radio. Pick up the phone, give us a call, 844-305-7800. Molly, here's your dinner. (laughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. 
There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hit you with the Talking Pets Rewind. One of our favorite games here on Talking Pets is... Name This Animal. Jim, what was that animal sound? I'm going to go with a bear. I would say that you are correct. Thank you very much. Here's another one, and it's still out there. If you can identify this animal. It's a big animal. It's like a bullfrog. You think it's a what? A bullfrog. Oh, Jesse. You're wrong. Sorry, Jesse. Good try, but it is not a bullfrog. I said a big animal. A bullfrog's not big. And we're going to go out to Ralph in Lewisburg, West Virginia. And Ralph, you think you know what kind of animal that was? A moose. I would say that you are correct. Congratulations. It is a moose. Was it the hints, or did you know that that sounded like a moose? Yep. You know it sounds like one. Have you ever heard one? Like, are you a hunter or something? Oh, no, no, no. That's a man who knows his animal sounds right there. Huh? Should we try a quickie? Oh, John. <laughs> <laughs> we are in camera. Okay, let's see real quick if somebody can get this. Oh, Jesse again. What do you think it is? I think it's a bear. You think it's a bear? Yeah. We did the bear thing. The bear's done. <laughs> I gave that away. We only have like a, a minute and a half left, so I'll, I'll give you a second choice because we did the bear one. So what is it? What oh, do you think it is? Oh, oh. Wild pig. <laughs> a pig? A hog? Yeah. Ah, Jesse. I gave you two shots. Incorrect. Sorry, Jesse. That is wrong. All right. So we're going to go out real quick. Oh, Jesse again. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Jesse. But love you, Jesse. Go ahead, dude. Man. Only because we got like 10 seconds left, Jesse. Give that animal real quick. Jesse. <laughs> Jesse. Where are you? What is it? What? Jesse. Owl. No, it's not an owl, Jesse. <laughs> well, Jesse, that's all the time we have for this Talking Pets Rewind. Call again soon. I'm Daisy Charlotte. Gorilla! 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 Reducing aggressive behavior and minimizing health risks in cats are at the heart of the feline fix by five months campaign. 
launched in 2016 the movement, which promotes the early sterilization of cats in the interest of medical, behavioral, and community wellness, has been formally endorsed by the state veterinary medical associations in Maine, Arkansas, Kentucky, and Mississippi. In voicing support, the groups join national organizations, American Veterinary Medical Association, the American Animal Hospital Association, and the American Association of Feline Practitioners. When state veterinary associations embrace and endorse the recommended best practices of spaying and neutering cats by five months of age, it amplifies our message that the benefits of fixing by five months are numerous and impactful to the health and welfare of cats and to the problem of overpopulation in communities across the country and around the world, says Feline Fix by Fives Program Director, Esther Metzler. While the recommendation recommended age for spaying neutering cats is usually six months, performing the procedure earlier offers faster recovery and fewer unwanted litters, as well as a range of health and behavioral benefits that can help reduce the number of cats relinquished to shelters by their owners, Feline Fix by Five Months says. Specifically, for females, the risk of mammary cancer, which is fatal in more than 85% of diagnosed cases, is reduced by 91% if a cat is spayed before her first estrus cycle. For males, neutering lessens aggression and urine marking, as well as roaming behaviors, which can let which can result in serious injuries, diseases, death, and, in general, cats sterilized before puberty are less likely to exhibit undesirable behaviors secondary to sex hormones. Cat owners who may be unsure of when to spay or neuter their pet or who will wait until they are six months of age are often faced with a dilemma of what to do when an unexpected litter of kittens, says the campaign veterinary medical advisor Philip Bushby, DVM, MS, DACVS. Ironically, the problem is not always the result of owners refusing to spay or neuter their cat. They simply did not know performing the surgery before before the cat reaches sexual maturity has benefits beyond just preventing surprise litters. For these and more stories, and to join our social family, visit TalkItPets.com. Reporting, I'm Dr. Ann Lampereau. You didn't think I'd find a spay and neuter your your cat song, did you? That's amazing. They're out there. <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> so we're speaking with Carol Coffin. She's the author of Ninety Seven Ways to Make a Cat Like You. You like that, huh, Carol? <laughs> <laughs> I can't 
can imagine someone wrote that. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine somebody saying it. <laughs> and, and put it out there for exactly. everyone to have. Hey, but it's a good message, so... <laughs> Now, back to 97 yeah. Ways to Make a Cat Like You. Again, we're giving the book away, so if you call right now, you can get a complimentary copy. Uh, speak with Darian, 844-305-7800, 844-305-7800, and the book is yours. Come on, cat lovers, 97 Ways to Make a Cat Like You. Waterfall. I like this one. Number 20, turn on the tub faucet or the shower head and let your kitty watch <laughs> the water. For some cats, this is high entertainment and perhaps a cool drink of water. It's so weird. When I adopted um, Summer to my house, the faucet was hers. Like, I don't let them go on counters or tables. They're not allowed. But I do let them go up Uh on my master bedroom sink because she likes to drink fresh water. So she'll she'll Uh drink from the faucet. And then all of a sudden, months later, after watching Out of Nowhere, Winter was sitting on the toilet one day. And she's looking at me and looking at me to turn. It looked like she was saying, turn the faucet on. So I did, and sure enough, <laughs> she never did it before in her life, but she jumped up there and started drinking water from the faucet. And it was it was so interesting to watch her first do it because she touched it with her paw, and she was like, okay, what's this? Uh-huh. What, what, is this what is this lengthy thing? thing coming what, out? Yeah. But she caught yeah. on. She caught on. You had did one they like to watch had... the toilet flush, too? Oh, did they yeah. like to watch the toilet flush? Yeah, yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's fun for them, too. Yeah, yeah, I like tw- I like twenty five meowsic sweet meowsic. Learn to recognize yeah. your cat's different calls. Pay attention to the inflections of his or her meows. One may mean feed uh-huh. me. Another may mean I'm here. Still another pet me. You fool. And there's a note at the bottom <laughs> which I've been practicing medicine for forty years, and so I feel a little odd about this message here because I didn't realize that. Cats don't meow to anybody but humans. Kittens meow to their mothers, but once they're adults, they meow to people. They don't meow to each other, and I just never recognized that. Yeah, that's how they communicate with us. You know, they have things to say, and this is how they have evolved to communicate to humans. Yeah, they they don't really have, they have other ways of communicating with each other, right? Like the scent marking and the the aloe grooming, where they you know they they lick each other and like sleeping together and things like that but yeah the meows for adult cats those are that's language for us that's language for us i just never realized mm-hmm. it. it's like okay now I, I, I got to learn it before i died yay <laughs> <laughs> thanks for putting the death in there dr ann <laughs> well you know the COVID stuff who knows yeah we're all sitting who here with masks anymore? on although kayla just got her test back and she's negative but you know, I had I took a test three weeks ago and I came back negative, but it was the blood test, the antibodies test. Oh, antibodies! Oh, negative yeah. antibodies. Well. So, but now I just did yesterday. I just did the COVID test, but I had to stick those swabs up my nose. Oh, I think I got oh, brain damage. God. Oh, yeah. Number yeah. ninety four. Yeah. I like I like this one too in your book. Christmas every day. Save big cardboard boxes like the ones so prevalent around the holidays and turn them into your cat's new hideout and jungle gym. Throw in a soft blanket and a treat, and you've created a cat haven. I'll tell you, every time I get like um, items and doing my talk show, I get mailed a lot of stuff. So I end up the empty box. I throw it here by my back door to take it out later when I'm going outside. I can guarantee there's a cat in it. So mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. not that I'm going to throw the careful. box out with uh-huh. the cat. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, they love yeah. boxes. Got to be, be extra extra safe. 
Yeah. And now, I mean, if I had written this book right now during the pandemic, you know, Corona time, um, think about how many boxes we're getting on our houses these days. You know, it's mm-hmm. like cat heaven every day. And now a new box comes. Hmm, what's this? Exactly. So we just, yeah, we're starting to, we just leave them out for our cats. Yeah. I like to cut holes in mine. So because I have two cats that are brother and sister that were in foster for almost two years and they just love to like stick oh. their paws out of the box and the other one's going, what? oh. what's that? What's that? What is that? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you, uh, thank it's you very fun. much for putting in number 68 because, uh, not one, two. If you're adopting a kitten, adopt two. Kittens need each, uh, each, Kittens need other cats for bonding and companionship. And the other thing, too, I find is that with more than one kitty, they end up fighting with each other or playing, you know, like kind of fight play thing with each other. Less Mm -hmm. destruction on Mm -hmm. your house. People think, oh, two kitties and they're going to, you know, scratch up everything and so on and so forth. No, they end up playing with each other. So less havoc on your house. Yeah. And uh, sort of less less that you have to do. You don't have to necessarily set a aside time uh, to play with them specifically. I mean, it's a good idea if you want to bond with them, but they'll get a workout um, from playing with each other. Carol, I got to thank you so much for joining us on the show. And uh, this was a fun book, 97 Ways to Make a Cat Like You. It is possible. Carol Kaufman, the author, you can find it (laughs) in bookstores. You can find it online. It's put out by Workman Publishing. I love Workman. Uh, I work with them a lot. And, um, Carol, thank you so much for the book and for the laughs and for the, for the joy. And, uh, you know, oh, hats off to you. a fellow cat lover. Oh, thank you, John. Thank you, Dr. Ann. You're welcome. It's great. I love this book. It's, it's, it's making me happy. Yay. And you need that these days. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> we well, do. Carol, thanks, thanks so much. And I look forward to your other books coming out. And um, keep in touch with us. I, I sure will. Y'all thank take you, care. Carol. You too, and stay and stay uh, safe. I will. I will. Yep. Bye bye. That's Carol Kaufman, author of Ninety Seven Ways to Make a Cat Like You. You're listening to Talking Pets. Pick up the phone. Give us a call. I have books to give away. Call eight four four three zero five seven eight zero zero. Come on, cat lovers. Looking for a dental treat that does more for your dog? Daily Dose is a two-in-one chew that pairs a daily dental scrub with powerful supplements to help with the biggest health concerns facing our dogs. Daily Dose was developed by vets to be simple to use and super effective. Plus, dogs love the taste. Available for joint, skin, heart health, or calming. Daily Dose, your pet's daily dose of awesome. Visit yourpetsdailydose.com to save $3 on your first bag with promo code PETLIFE. That's yourpetsdailydose.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Public health officials have announced that a squirrel in Colorado, has tested positive for the bubonic plague. The town of Morris in Colorado in Jefferson County, which is just west of Denver, made the startling announcement saying that the squirrel is the first case of plague in the county. Plague is an infectious disease caused by the bacteria Yersinia pestis and can be contracted by 
humans, and household animals if proper precautions are not taken, according to officials from Jefferson County Public Health. It is possible for humans to be infected with the bubonic plague through bites from infected fleas and by direct contact with blood or tissues of infected animals such as a cough or a bite. Jefferson County Public Health said that cats are highly susceptible to the plague from things like flea bites, a rodent scratch or bite, and ingesting an infected rodent. Cats can die if not treated quickly with antibiotics after contact with the plague. Officials also said that dogs are not as susceptible to the plague as cats are, but still may pick up and carry plague-infected rodent fleas. Symptoms of plague may include sudden onset of high fever, chills, headache, nausea, and extreme pain and swelling of lymph nodes, occurring within two to seven days after exposure. Plague can be effectively treated with antibiotics when diagnosed early. Now, risk for contracting the bubonic plague is extremely low as long as the proper precautions are taken, and JCPH, which of course is, as I said, the Jefferson County Public Health, published a list of them, including eliminating all sources of food, shelter, and access for wild animals around the home, not feeding wild animals, maintaining a litter and trash-free yard, to reduce wild animal habitats, having people and pets should avoid all contact with sick or dead wild animals and rodents, using precaution when handling sick pets and having them examined by a veterinarian, consulting with a veterinarian about flea and tick control for pets and keeping pets from roaming freely outside. All pet owners who live close to wild animal populations such as prairie dog colonies or other known wildlife habitats should consult their veterinarian about flea control for their pets to help prevent the transfer of fleas to humans. According to the CDC, even those through there is no vaccine for the plague, it can be treated successfully with antibiotics if caught within 24 hours of exhibiting symptoms. Arguably, the most infamous plague outbreak was the so-called Black Death, a multi-century pandemic that swept through Asia and Europe killed an estimated 25 million people, almost a third of the continent's population. The Black Death lingered on for centuries, particularly in the cities. Outbreaks included the Great Plague of London from 1665 to 66, in which 70,000 residents died. However, the CDC says that there is now only an average of seven human plague cases per year, and the WHO says that mortality rate is estimated to be between 8 to 10 percent. You're listening to Talkin' Pets.
And you're listening to Talking Pets. Once again, I'm John Patch. Dr. Ann Lamprew. Kayla Kavanaugh. I got a song for everything. This one's a bubonic plague. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's almost scary to go out your door anymore these days, Ann. I know. I know. But I'm going out. You get worried five days a week to at, work at animal alternatives. Do you get worried actually when you know some pets come in because they, according to you know reports that we've had on the show and everything and things that I've heard that some pets could carry COVID nineteen just on their fur. They can, but their fur is a moisture absorbing vehicle, which as opposed to plastic surfaces and glass surfaces, so it's not going to last as long. Um, on cloth or absorbent material like fur. But yes, if someone from a, um, if a pet from a COVID positive hospital or house comes in, we should use, um, gowns and more protective gear than just our masks, which is protecting us from the other people in the office. Um, and should be sure to wipe them down when they come in. Uh, but it's not, that prevalent it's more directly human to human contagion than it is going on to the pets and then coming on to us but we we will still be precautious if it's a covid positive household pet but people that have pets should just they should just be more thoroughly washing their hands and making sure they're not sneezing or coughing on their pet um, and, you know, give them a bath before they bring them to the hospital if they need to for just routine things. Of course, you can't do that if it's an emergency situation. I'm going to wash them before <laughs> I bring them in. Ah. <laughs> well, by the way, um, I do have um, a couple of books of 97 Ways to Make a Cat Like You available from Carol Kaufman. It was a great time with Carol here on the air. And we're going to say goodbye for this hour of Talking Pets. But if you call right now at 844 844- 305-7800. Dr. Ann is showing you the book. It's a fun book. On Facebook oh my gosh. Live. It, the book is yours. Compliments of Carol Kaufman, Workman Publishing, and Talking Pets. So call. And we have a couple to give away. 844-305-7800. 844-305-7800. Call right now, and the book is yours. Don't forget to spay and neuter your pets and help control the pet population. If you're looking to bring a pet home, go to your local shelter or rescue, and please get one from there. Be a responsible pet owner and make sure when you enter into the life of a pet, you enter into the life of that pet for life. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Ann Lamprew. Kayla Cavanaugh. 844-305-7800. Don't forget, check us out at TalkinPets.com. This is Talkin' Pets. Let's Talk Pets. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.